2: So it was Sunday, and I was invited with a friend to go and watch the Canucks play the New Jersey Devils live.
1: Jim Rome, please stop for a
0: second.
2: (laughs) (laughs) And I got to sit directly behind the Devils bench, man, and what an amazing experience it was to watch the game. Uh, From there, I was right behind Suban. Did you guys see me on TV? No. No? 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 I didn't realize your
0: seats were that good. I wasn't watching for you.
2: Yeah, I was right there. Every time the camera went back and forth, there I was. And you know what I was wearing? My new PD jersey. (laughs) You sickos. You guys are sick. I saw the thoughts. But yeah, PD jersey, I got it. It's the... It's uh, pretty nice. Yeah, Yeah, it looks good, bud. I went down, you know, the vote uh, was for the skate jersey. But uh, it was sold out when I got there. Why didn't you just wait? I can't. I can't wait any longer, man. So.
1: And you got one that's yeah. got the 40th patch on it. I know. That's why <laughs> I
2: decided to, instead of sticking with my still have that, you know, 40% discount at Jersey City, the jerseys didn't have the 50 patch. You can only get those at the so team So instead store. of, you know, spending 160 bucks there, it's not the I same. spent $313 at the game on oh. this bad boy. But you know oh. What? oh, my God. Oh. Petey's the man. And I am buzzing
0: about this jersey, you guys! Uh, Three, 300 bucks, that's like an entire year of Disney Plus. Here comes the rocket from center, passes the blue line, moves it on goal, shoots, he scores!
1: Hendrik scores! Hendrik Sedin on the power play, and it's 3 nothing. Still with the power play goal, one second left in the penalty. It was the power
0: play which ended up costing the Vancouver Canucks.
1: Pass the puck to Hamuse. He shoots and
0: scores. Oh, man. And Dan
1: Hamuse. Canucks are four for five on the power play, and they lead five to two. Besser scores! What a pass! It's an eight game point streak for Brock Besser. And the Canucks have scored on their last
2: three power plays. It's 4 nothing. Yes. Yeah, welcome, you guys. This is episode 10 of the PP1 podcast. I'm your host, Braden Ursel, and with me every week, Ryan Hank. Hey! And Ted Wong, Yo, he just got back from Byron Bay surfing competition. How was it, man?
0: The the waves were, were fresh. Double o heads going off. A little bit of an undertow, but uh, yeah, there was there was no worry about getting on my waves and crowding any bros.
2: Yeah, catching some gnarly waves, man. Nice. Uh, you were able
0: to get onto Canucks
2: Speak Easy. Uh, you were a guest speaker with them. How'd that go?
0: Was it hard? Yeah, no, it was. It was fine. Those they're pretty easy dudes to talk to. I, I uh, they let me know sort of earlier in the day that the uh, the the guy that was supposed to be on couldn't make it for. Uh, I think he was like caught in a snowstorm or something like that. So it was oh, wow. uh, so I was running the black aces nice. crew and I got on there and uh, yeah they were nice enough to have me and didn't give me any any questions that were too tough. Um, but yeah, good dudes. It was a lot of fun. It was good to get out there and, and answer some questions and give my. My views and thoughts, and and then uh, pump the 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 cast a little bit. They they had kind of have this cool thing going about being our expansion cousins because they kind of came out around the same time. So they're doing a similar job of us. They do some good content, so it's nice to jump in with another set of dudes from the community and kind of do our thing. So who got Dale Talon? <laughs> is, uh, yeah, is, is that undecided? I don't know is. Yeah. is that undecided At still? At the end of the day, the Canucks and Sabres said both had the same amount of cups, so that's fair. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> That's uh, that's fair, that's good. So
1: you got your jersey. You were on speakeasy. I I, was uh, on speakeasy, yeah. I played this this long weekend. I played for the first time in many many months. I can probably say I played about six hours of Chell fifteen on your fifteen on your PlayStation oh. Two or PlayStation Three. <laughs> I Whoa. I got drafted to the Panthers.
0: Ryan Spank is is my name. When did you get
2: draft drafted at? First, first? Oh, come on! Yeah, yeah. I yeah killed that it. Is is that right? Can
0: you can you go back and play Mem Cup in that one? I, I did. did I, I okay.
1: Killed it. I think I had like four goals in the in the final. Who's the
2: best player on the Canucks in that one?
1: Uh, I don't know, I'm on the Panthers, remember? Right, right. So I have no idea. I don't know, like (laughs) Nick Bonino or something. (laughs) So right now, I'm about to face the Capitals in the conference final. I am absolutely slaying it. They didn't have me on the power play until the first game of the playoffs. I scored 93 goals this season, (laughs) and I didn't have a second of power play time until the first game. So I feel... That I've finally been rewarded and paid the dues that uh, were due to me. So, so I'll update you next week uh, if I've won the cup or not. Or if I've demanded the
0: trade to Edmonton or something. <laughs> so Ryan's on a, a good winning streak in Chell. Yes, he very, is. Very, very um, Canucks are on a losing streak other than this game that we just watched.
2: Yeah, I think they're on like a four-game slide.
0: It's bad. Yeah, so they're in a little bit of a rut. We're in November now. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah,
2: November came along. got the four four losses. I didn't really think they were the worst losses. I mean, other than that we weren't able to score goals, we still managed to get a lot of pucks on net. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, we're going to have our games.
0: We're
2: going to have those games where we're not going to find twine. So, uh, But, you know, Canucks, they come out strong. They they had a good performance, I thought, against uh, the New Jersey Devils. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, the refereeing was uh, bullshit. Yeah. They just um, they
1: couldn't get it together when, I mean, typical Canucks. They they can't get it together once they realize, like, hey, we better finish this one strong and try to at least come up with a point. And, they, you know, they put the pedal to the metal. It just wasn't enough at the end. But, uh, you know, you could say that
0: every single year about the Canucks. Yeah. Like just this is the latest iteration of it. Getting a little sick in Mackenzie Blackwood. Yeah, so a little good. bit. So he yeah. can piss off. We'll catch him next year. Yeah.
2: That was the eleventh straight loss to the New Jersey Devils.
0: Yeah, I don't But the Devils have always played, they played us tough <laughs> they Two a year, right? Yeah, they've ever so... been that 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 for they were that team with, That's a with five Corey. And a half years. Then they were the team with Broder. then they were a team that played solid defensive hockey. So whatever. I'm sure we'll catch them at some point. But the good five thing, and a half years, exactly. Yeah. The good thing about it's the bad years. That tough streak there was I think you're right, Brady. We were still getting lots of pucks on that. I look, for the most part, they were dominating stretches of those games. Mm. Um, they, I felt like, for the most part, were manhandling competition. They just weren't able to score, so mm. um, that's going to happen. We just played this game uh, versus the Preds when I feel like we were getting shit kicked for most Absolutely. of that game, but it was the power play that came alive. So Yeah,
2: three for three, man. Yeah,
0: and, and that didn't happen in those previous games. All of a sudden, this game comes the other way. It looks like we're going to lose it, but we find a way to win because the power play is clicking, so... Uh, yeah, it's, it's a weird thing. I don't think we're going to spend tons of games getting out shot, but to, to win some of those rope-a-dope ones is, is still a good treat. It's, a, it's weird that, again, we talked about this I think two weeks ago, that the Canucks are the
1: ones that are doing all the shooting this season. And it, it hasn't, mm-hmm. it's not something that I think is going to regress necessarily. I think they actually have the talent to, to get off the shots and control the shot share. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, as, as easy as October was, and even through this first bit of November, they're still holding. like you know, The courses are still looking good in their favor. The actual shots that are being registered are looking in their favor, and they're not you know, giving up an absolute ton. You can go through the stats, and they're nowhere near the bottom where they've been the last three seasons, mainly because they still have the puck a lot of the time. Obviously, Quinn Hughes is a big part of that. Petey's a part of that. Um, you know, Bo, and they've, they've got a lot of guys that have great puck possession, and um, it's, it's nice to know that they're not giving up and they're actually making sure that the game can stay in their favor even if they're losing that they know that they're still in those games
2: yeah they're yet to be blown out I mean they're 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 battling every game um, tight games
0: uh, yeah they're get the they 5-3 have
2: been. victory Um I don't know what it was about that game. I didn't feel confident watching it. I thought we didn't no. have the best uh, game. But, you know, it was Pedersen's 21st birthday. And you know how Pedersen is. Yeah.
1: Maybe they had birthday cake in the second intermission and they just opened it up. Yeah. Or maybe Bill Murray came in the second maybe intermission. Maybe Bill was Murray was there wearing like, his you know, Hawks jersey. He yeah. gets
2: going in that third period and bang, we end up with five goals. Yeah, and, it was uh, crazy. We were pretty close to seeing a PD hat trick on uh, his birthday. And he, so, was, I
1: mean, he was trying, that's for sure.
2: A lot of, lot of big things uh have happened in these last couple games. And yeah, even especially. even Tanner Pearson scored. Yeah, so... Oh, boy. Yeah, uh, the game was actually... It was all about the, the letter P. The PP1 podcast, the power play, went three for three against the Predators, and it was Pedersen and Pearson... It's alliteration scored at two its goals finest. each. Yeah, and who uh, knew
0: how bad that penalty kill was for the Predators? It was terrible. Yeah, uh, 0 It was percent. prehistoric. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Oh, my God. <laughs> this
1: is pathetic, you guys. <laughs> um, all right.
2: Uh, yeah, I'll stop now. So
1: um, we, I'd be remiss if we didn't uh, bring up the obvious, uh, our namesake, um, Canucks Power Play update. Uh, just before we did this, I didn't get exact stats uh, for the games, including today. But as of end of last night, they are tied for fifth in the NHL with 25%. 25. Which is pretty good. And I'd say That's good. And then, uh, like we were talking about, went 3-for-3 three three last night, which it didn't feel like they went 3-for-3. Three three, but Well, second the, unit had two goals. The, the goals tell a different story. And then on the PK, they're a nice solid 83.3. Um, I didn't bother to check which pers- or where we were sitting at. I think it's about 10th.
2: Bit of a dip from when we were uh, 95% first in the league. Yeah, That's, on... Uh-
0: uh, what, terrible what are, either. What are we at for, pe- for penalty kill, sorry? Uh, 83.3. And so you know, a bit of a drop down. And we're dropping them down a little bit, but you know, you know who games. else is
2: dropping? Jay yeah. Beagle, Brandon Sutter, guys we need on that penalty kill. Um, so, with that, like I said, there's a lot of things that kind of changed for this team against the Predators, and it was the fact that Brandon Sutter went down. And uh, we were able to see Adam Gaudet come up to the third line and flourish in that position. Uh, He played with some good NHL talent uh, in Sven Berchi, Pearson. He kind of was able to roll around with a bunch of different players in that game. Um, I think he's proven that he is an NHL player now. I do not see him going back to Utica. He has six points in
0: nine games. Well, I mean... You know, Adam Godet getting a shot. And to when play. did he score the final goal, folks? 6.9 seconds left. <laughs> Pretty nice. Godet getting a shot to play with some decent looking players. I mean, you're right. I think he is an NHLer. Like, who knew? Every, everybody knew. Everybody <laughs> knew that. So I don't know what the problem is. It's great that he's up here now. He's got six points in nine games, like you said. He looks like he can skate. It looks like he can handle the puck. It looks like he's a threat. Also looks like he's a fit on that second unit like we were talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's still that, that big, tall, lean-looking center with hands. So I'm not super worried about um, you know about our two bottom six centers being hurt. I don't think that Sutter brings that much more to the table that we'd probably be missing from Gaudet. If anything, we're getting a little bit more offense from it. Um, I still don't know what kind of a defensive center he is at this point, but, I mean, again, I guess we're going to find out, Good right? Time. And if he's not used in that role, then we're going to have guys to fill that role, and there is some dudes that were settled up today, so. It's uh, exactly uh, McEwen and Gravac I saw got yeah. called up, and they sent uh,
1: they sent down, uh, what's his pickle? Uh, Chatfield. Chatfield, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, you're right. You're going to see a lot of Adam Godet and what he could become, um, why he was sent down and why, I mean... Sports is stupid when it comes down to it. There's there's obviously the dollars and cents part of it. Um, you know there's there's veterans. There's this. There's that politics, and the other. Yeah. All the politics of sports. Unfortunately, you know the the young guys are the ones that uh, have to pay the price and. Unfortunately, Gaudet is the, the latest version of this, but, I mean, he's he's proven his worth on this team, and, I mean, to keep him out of the lineup is, you know, heresy at this
0: point. Yeah, if, if, if all you're going to do by sending Gaudet down is, is just hamper the team on the overall, then, then that's okay. But it's not. I just... It isn't okay. <laughs> it sounds silly when you say it out loud, right? So I don't know.
2: Well, what I like about Gaudet is every opportunity he's been given, he's played with heart and soul. Um... You know he finally gets his chance after that being scratched a couple games. He makes an impact. Then he misses more games, gets sent down, gets called up, makes an instant impact with two goals in two games. And then Brandon Sutter gets hurt, and he steps up in a big way with a goal and an assist, getting that second power play unit going. Um, But where I'm going with that, he had an Instagram post, and it was the picture of him when he scored. And I don't know if you guys saw the goal. How did he do that? (laughs) But (laughs) you're funny. He was, like, he was celebrating, like, Alex Ovechkin, you know, and we got guys, like, everyone celebrates a little differently. Elias Pettersson, you know, he scores, he kind of just has this quiet little fist bump, and, you know, the other night, Brock Besser, he came in with a snipe, uh, and he just kind of, like, straight-faced, like, you know, he's used to it. And then you got a guy like Gaudette, he's young, he's scoring, and he's just absolutely smiling, absolutely loving the fact that he's scoring. And seeing him post that, it's contagious to other players, I think. To have that drive and to see how happy he is to be scoring and how happy he is to be a member of the Canucks and living the life that he is.
1: You know who had that same face that I think it was about a week or two ago? Beau when he, he Finally, got, the final goal. When yeah. he got the final goal, <laughs> you could just see it on his face like this huge weight was lifted off his shoulders. Yeah. And we've seen that with a lot of players. I mean, it happens in every single market and every single sport. But when you see that guy that you've seen him dog it night in and night out and it Finally goes for him and it could be the absolute most garbage goal you're ever gonna see They don't care like when burrows when he you know He had his little one and broke the stick and you know after their their massive uh, um, The big losing streak when was in oh Nine or whenever it was like when they yeah, mm-hmm. I mean sometimes even the absolute worst goals are the biggest goals and at he realizes, like, he knows exactly what it's going to take to be in the NHL. And to have that kind of relief, like, I belong here. It's a, it's a tough feeling to, to achieve. I mean, to be in the NHL, you're one of, what, 800 people that get to be in that league and have a roster spot. And, you know, depending on your position, it's that much harder. It That's an amazing feeling. And you're right, it is contagious. I would be contagious yeah. if I was
0: on that team. I would want to feel that, too. And And you're right it is it's it's it is contagious for sure but it's like you know sell it sell it whatever way you want to sell it. I mean if you're ovechkins like that every single time and he's you know he's mm. he's gonna end up you know you don't get yourself in the conversation where you can catch a guy like Gretzky yeah. Um, without scoring a bundle of goals every single year right and he's like that every single time he he's still, loves to score right? yeah he's still getting yeah. pumped up like he's 20 mm-hmm. years old scoring goals so some guys are like every time you score a goal it feels like the first time every time right so I think that's great yeah. i don't i don't know what kind of scorer Gaudet's gonna end up being but if if I get to see that you know you know 13 14 more times from him this year then it's gonna be a real fun season and you know where you're gonna see it You're going to see it on the second power play unit when they finally realize that he's get get him
1: at the Hobie Baker spot, get him at the Besser spot, or it's going to be called the Gaudette spot when Mm -hmm. he's on that second power play unit. Because then they know if it doesn't go well on that first unit, he's going to be the guy and it may be Vertanen on the other side. Mm -hmm. He's going to be that guy that is going to be the catalyst on that second unit. So if it gets that far and they've
0: got enough time, Mm -hmm. there's a very legitimate chance that they're going to be scoring on that. Well, logistically, yeah, if you're talking about running a power play, you don't have to change the way that you run the second unit from the way that you run the first shooting if you put a guy like Godet in that spot because he is familiar working in there. and that's a spot closing spot. He he's not as good, obviously, as a guy like Petey. He doesn't shoot it and have it go off post. Um, but yeah, he knows what to do with the puck when he's in that spot. So I, I'm all for it. Like, give the guy a chance and let him yeah. play there for a little bit. And when we start to see bumps... Because we're going to see bumps. Oh, Let sure. Let him ride it out. Like, see what you got in this player yeah. because obviously it's, it's he's made himself quite clear that he belongs on this roster. Absolutely. Well,
2: it's nice, too. Like, finally, like, after everything that Adam Gaudet has done to make his presence known, Travis Green has no choice but to watch him play now. There's no Brandon Sutter, there's no Jay Beagle, and Adam Goddett's in the lineup for the foreseeable future. This is going to be his time. To, sh- to prove what he's really got. So and here,
1: here's the thing. All this debate about, you know, the next call-up and this and that and that. We talk about Berchie. We talk about Goldobin. And we talk about all these guys that should be getting called up. He got called back up. Mm-hmm. He's made everybody notice that getting sent down was a bad idea. Yeah. You can't debate Adam Gaudet at all. Goldobin still up in the air if he's yep. gonna hit yep. and maybe he will and maybe he won't. Berchi, you know, we hope he kind of sticks around, but maybe he won't. We we know for sure that Adam Gaudet mm-hmm. is a Vancouver Canuck.
0: Yeah, I think I think you're right. I mean, that's that's obvious. He's he's not going down anymore. Uh, and I, you know what, I, I think... Unless
2: we're in a jam, and he's got that two-way. That's well, you know what, I don't know how you...
0: How big of a jam are you going to be at this? If point. he's producing at the level he's producing right up now, which is, you know, 6-9, and nine, if he keeps up that current pace, like, how on earth are you going to justify sending a guy down like yeah. that? When you're going to ride a dude out who's mm-hmm. going to play eight minutes on your roster and walk out with zero shots in net but play a little penalty kill. Well, that's and that's I, Louis Erickson That's what I mean, you guys. Occasion.
2: This is this is Goddard's time to, to truly prove it. And he has the time with both Sutter and Beagle, injured... He plays well. He's he's definitely has a spot, hundred percent.
0: Yeah, and I don't think Berchi has looked bad either. Like it's been nice to see him back.
2: That Predators game, he was hungry, like hungry for a goal.
1: Yeah, he had to be because that was it was talked about even in the pregame. Like, I think Coach Green needed to see something out of out of Berchi mm. that game because I mean the clock's ticking. Yeah, because it is. I mean. He's, he's not one of the youngest guys. He's considered a veteran now. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it is it is put up or shut up. And it's on a team that there are plenty of guys. Like, you go down and look at the Utica roster, they might not be absolutely ready, but the call-ups are coming. And if somebody starts to shine, I mean, it's not going to be Cole in yet. And, no. But, it you know, we, we could start seeing some stuff out of, you know, Graback, and you've got, uh, you know, like you said, McEwen. Some of these guys... They want to be in the NHL so bad, yeah. and they want their one shot. And some of these guys only need one shot.
2: Question, why Why was it that we, that we sent up two guys? Was it to, to rotate them and just kind of pick one? Because we only lost one guy. And we only lost Sutter, right?
0: Beagle's still out. Beagle's zone.
2: But we'd already called up someone, hadn't we?
0: No, we, we made the call. Right, up. we had Goddard We made up the Derrickson. call for Chatfield, and then Chatfield was sent down. Right. And then Graovac was sent up, and then an additional call up in, in McEwen. So... The The move to have Gravek and McEwen up makes sense, yeah, um, gravac's a centre, um, McEwen's been playing wing yeah. um, in the AHL and he probably does project as an NHL winger. Mm-hmm. Um, So I know there was a lot of talk and a lot of clamour to have a guy like Goldie up, but this isn't the call up for Goldie, we need an no. offensive no, guy to I'm... get dinged up for Goldie mm-hmm. to come up. In this mm-hmm. in this spot here it's got to be Gravek that takes that spot. I. He's, he's just a, like a fifth-line center, basically. Yeah. So if he has to play in a pinch, any guy that's playing in your top six in the AHL has the ability to play in your bottom six in the NHL. So I'm okay with that call-up now, and I don't know if McEwen's going to get in. Maybe he gets in right off the bat. But you also have a guy like Schaller sitting on that line, too, that can play center. Absolutely. So I don't know exactly what's going to happen in that spot, but it probably has more to do with PK prowess than anything. Yeah, I, I thought.
2: Mean, sorry, go uh, for it. Honestly, I have to disagree with you. I thought this was a good chance for us to call up. Uh, Nikolai Goldobin. Why? Um, I just think that we are lacking the goal scoring in the last, uh, I don't know, a little while here. Mm-hmm. And uh, minus that last game, you know, we, we scored another five, which was nice. Um, but we've seen Gaudette called up. We've seen Berchi called up, Gra- Graovac, McEwen. You gotta be te- you're got to telling me that Goldobin's the fifth guy being called up when we're not scoring goals? Um, think- and attached with that is... Besides Elias Pettersson, who do we have on this team that's a good playmaker?
1: Uh, J.T. Miller, Bo Horvat.
2: Bo Horvat I don't really think is a great is a great playmaker. He's kind of more of a go-to-the-net the, go kind of even power. Off the I would, rush, I'd I would, say he's still a playmaker. I would put him more in a power-forward situation great. than I would playmaker. Definitely, 100%. I don't
0: know if you can call a guy a, a, a power-forward and say that he's not a playmaker, because...
2: I would say, no, I said he was more of a power forward right, but than
0: a playmaker. Bert was a power forward and yeah. clearly was more of a playmaker than a goal scorer. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if that's, like, the best comparison, but I see what you're saying that he's, he's more... He's not flashy, he's a more playmaker
2: d- like Patterson. I'm he's sure. more driven as a
0: scorer, but, yeah. I mean...
2: He's if, out there to dig out the puck, get it on net.
0: If, if PD is also our most dangerous shooter, he just also happens to be our best playmaker, right? Mm-hmm. So What uh, I
2: think is, outside of that top line, you said Miller and... Peterson. And I disagree with Horvath, I think he's a decent playmaker. I don't think he's labeled I don't think that I would not label him as a playmaker. That would not be the sure. word I would okay. describe. Sure. I just think we're lacking a playmaker in our bottom nine. So, like, yeah, it's yeah, that's Especially that's, when we're only we get six goals in our last five games before we beat the Predators. We right, six goals in five
0: games. Right. I know you want to comment on that too, but I, I'll 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 rebut mm-hmm. once he's done about why I think the move for uh, bringing up a McEwen in, in this spot but why, versus why two, a Golden.
2: My my problem is why two of the same players. I mean, why don't you bring up Goldobin? You can throw in if you need him? Like if they're gonna take away.
1: Well, one's um, more of a center and one's more of a winger. They're yeah, not bring up two bona fide centers. If they're
2: taking so. away JT Miller from the lotto line, mm-hmm. who's worked there in the past. Goldie has.
1: And they they only took him away though for for one game.
0: That's that's typical. Get that's get yeah. the, the wheels going. Part again. of this you think, you part, think, part of this has to do with the fact that I don't, you you don't like Wevo on that spot either, right? Even that, though, that's it, not
2: my reason for the argument. But it, right, but that's also a reason. I'm not, why I wouldn't. I would personally. I wouldn't. I wouldn't play him on the top line. My my question is because we already have a playmaker there. We have yeah. Pedersen there. I think old Ove there's a shot in the middle six.
0: Yeah, I, he does deserve a spot probably on, on the second or first scoring line yeah. when that shot is available. So at this point, I don't know who I would remove, like clearly remove from from that top six. So if you're asking me why I think... Top nine, though. Like, yeah, if you're asking me why I think that they would bring up a guy like Grejovac or McEwen... Both of them, though. Right? Versus a guy like, like Goldobin is because by losing Sutter and Beagle we are now missing like half of our penalty killing unit and um,
1: half. Well, a, a third of your bottom.
0: Two so you're moments. missing your almost your whole checking unit. You're missing part of your fourth line and you're, and you're missing basically half of your penalty killing unit. So if you ask Goldobin to come in, in those spots and play in your bottom six, because he will be playing in the bottom six at that time. Right now, you're asking him, okay, you're up. You better put up the points, except he's going to be playing with players who aren't at the same skill level as him. So putting up points is going to be a distinct difficulty, plus you're not going to get power play time, plus he doesn't kill penalties either, right? So although he, from a skill perspective, he is easily the best guy to be up there, for this specific role, he's not the best guy for that role, right? Mm -hmm. But I guarantee you, the second that somebody gets hurt in the top six, he's going to get the call over a guy like Graevac or McEwen. like, guarantee Mm -hmm. you. Yeah. So... I think first call up, you would think it's always going to be the best guy, but centers getting hurt really screws Goldobin's chances for getting into the yeah. lineup. That's all. That's the only reason. I don't think it has anything to do with its overall skill level. Fair enough. But I agree that we do need some playmaking help up there. Yeah. And like, it would help a lot to show maybe, up our, our, penalty, you know, our power play.
2: And there's arguments that, you know, Goldobin is not an NHL player. And you, like, like you said, maybe we do need another playmaker in our middle six. So, like, is there someone in our, in our team right now that can step up and do that, or in the farm team, uh, you know, playing maybe in the WHL or somewhere, anywhere, or is it, this something maybe we have to look at, maybe acquiring a trade, or is this something we're not too concerned about?
1: I think it's, I'm just going to put one more little detail in on the Gold Open thing. Um, Ted basically stole my entire thunder on that one. Sorry, bro. You're like, you're bang on of what I'm saying. Sorry, bro. But you're, you're, I'll just kind of, you know, agree with the the one part to bring up Goldobin and put him with guys that again, aren't at his, we'll call it talent level. Mm -hmm. um, As far as his ability level anyway, to have him on that third or fourth line, you're hampering his abilities. When Bo Horvat first came up and they were throwing him with literally anyone, mm. he was different. He was a center and mm. he was able to rise above it and still produce. That's a guy. Mm. I mean, different talent level. Obviously, Bo. I mean, the guy's a captain now. Mm-hmm. Um, he's he's definitely earned where he is. Whereas Goldobin, you know, he's been up and down. They haven't quite figured out exactly what he is, and I don't know what his end game is going to be. But yeah. If you were to see a JT Miller go down, or you saw potentially even a Jake Furtanen, let's mm-hmm. say, that is where I think you start to see um, a, a Goldobin as, it, we'll call it your first like scoring call-up. Because Berchi was, I guess, you know, the card they had to play, and maybe Goldobin wasn't quite in the spot. Yeah. They wanted him to be, but at the end of the day, yeah, when it if that injury comes in, it definitely will, because it's the Canucks. Um, Goldobin will get that call up, um, whether it is through the Canucks or mm-hmm. it'll be someone else. But, uh, when the right guy comes in, cause you, I mean, the nice thing about the Canucks is when they're calling up guys in the last couple of years, it's been for the proper position, not just yeah. because it is the first, you know, the first guy that deserves to be called up. Like, mm-hmm. you know, if the fourth liner goes down and you bring up, you know, whoever it happened to be at the time, I mean, you don't want to see your number one scorer, Get called up and go park him on the fourth line. I mean, he's not a you know that guy wouldn't be a fourth line player. He's a top line player, so you'd want to see him scoring. If EP went down, you're going to want to have potentially you know might bring in a Reed Boucher or something and bump up Bo, and Mm -hmm. all of a sudden now you've got at least that that backup going. But my
2: argument with with it though, still, you guys, you know, you're you're backing up the two centers. Like we lost two centers, so we're calling up two centers. But like I said in our, I don't know if it was last episode or the episode before. We have, like, seven of our 12 forwards were centers. So we still have centers in the lineup. Like, we got JT Miller. S- like, slide him to the third-line center position. But, or, you know, you even got guys like Tim Schaller. He knows how to play center. He can play fourth-line center. But if, if we <laughs> if in that, have, that
0: same last episode you were saying JT Miller was our best player this past month, yeah. why would you want to slide him to a third-line center spot? Well, he's already been
2: he's already been slid to um, the second line. Last but the game. second line plays as much. I didn't Messi say I necessarily line. wanted to slide him to that third spot. What I'm trying to say is that you there, there's a lot of different ways we can move players around. And I, and I just disagree with the two-center call-up. Is all. And, like, in well, my t- mind, I picture a top six of, like, uh, Pedersen, Besser. And if you're not going to have Miller there, um, you go with a guy like Vertanen on that top line. And then you play Miller, Horvat, and Goldova. Yeah, I, And you I, have a playmaker on each, top, on each top line.
0: I like the idea of Vertanen being up in the top six. I think it... And I'm saying, I think it's coming. Yeah, I. I the same thing I was saying against Godet. Like, mm-hmm. you put him in that spot. You know, there's gonna be bumps in the road. You know, there's gonna be mishaps, and there's gonna be, um, you know fluctuations in in productivity, I think you have to to wade through that. You have to let him work it out over a period of time with this with a bigger sample size to figure out what kind of player he is. But I think he is useful and he can help out. He's bigger. Mm-hmm. He's, he can skate really well. He can retrieve pucks. He can play in a physical game and he can drive to the net. So um, if we can just get, unlock more consistency out of that we can probably do that by feeding him more minutes and that probably happens by playing on those top two lines. So I think that answers the earlier question you had about where mm-hmm. does that come from within. Mm-hmm. I think we have to work on developing what we got and I think Godet probably factors into that as well. And to be honest, I'd rather be developing a guy like Godet and Vertanen at this point because then they proven that they're NHLers, they can play in a bottom six or a top six. Mm-hmm. Then Goldobin, who we only know can can really, truly be successful in a top six, right? So yeah. I think that time is coming. Mm-hmm. The good thing is, is I think that Coach Green, in the event of an injury, isn't going to put a super expensive Louis Erickson up on that line. I don't think he's going to go that route. I think mm-hmm. he's going to give it to a guy like Goldobin, but I think we're just waiting for that truly successful spot versus the square peg in the wrong pole. Mm-hmm. pole. We're setting a guy up for success versus setting him up for failure. Um, but only one center was called up, one center, one winger.
2: They both um, play center. They have, they have. They both.
0: McEwen is a McCune is a winger though, so he was a okay, converted a, center a, a winger. Yeah, he was. Really? He was converted from center to wing, okay. so that's why he's sitting in that spot on the left wing, right? Okay. Yeah.
2: Well, I, I was just playing NHL 20 earlier, and he was my <laughs> he was my first line center in my. Yeah, my I, team. I'm
1: in the conference finals for the Panthers. <laughs> Let's not put too much weight into that one.
2: Yeah. Okay. So, but I mean, the argument is he can play center, right? Like Brendan Gons can play center.
0: Yeah, but he's probably not an NHL center. I think. No, he's, but he's a,
2: he can he can play a fourth line center. For well, a few maybe, games, right? Well, I mean, maybe he can. Maybe yeah. that's
0: why they converted him to a winger in the, yeah. in the AHL, because he wasn't as good right. enough to be a center in yeah. the AHL.
2: Fair enough. Um, yeah, so maybe moving on from that, um, what do you guys want to jump into here? Uh, we can talk about...
1: I want to kind of jump in on something, because we're going on development, guys. Um, yeah. We just talked about um, this player. Um, Jake Rittanen this season mm-hmm. has been... Fire. He, he hasn't been shotgun Jake I think we're finally seeing Jake Virtanen the, the NHL, like the, <laughs> the I'll say it again the Van, uh, Vancouver Canuck. Jake Virtanen, like just his development over really the last like couple weeks, um, has been I don't know I've been super impressed with what he's been able to do. He's just grinding in the corners. He's he's playmaking. He's on the boards. He's you know getting in the dirty areas. He's kind of doing all the things that Travis Green has been harping on him for the last season and a bit. And I think it's finally paying off. It's finally sticking with him. The goals haven't I mean, he's got five goals already, which is pretty impressive considering how early we are in the season. Mm-hmm. But I've what I've liked about him is that there's no quit in him. Like his motor keeps running when he's out there. He's an actual difference maker. He's not just getting in on the odd shift like Green wants him out there to make a difference and he has been. I mean, he's been on, you know, pretty some pretty decent rushes. He's been out there when when it matters, and I, I do think that you know if there's an opportunity, you may see him moved up, and I would love to see him stick on that Bo Horvath line. I think yeah. I think Jake and Bo would be an absolute dynamic duo. If again, it takes time to get that perfect chemistry, and sometimes it takes a few shots at it, but I really really think that there's a lot uh, for those two guys to to build off of.
2: No, definitely. Like in previous years, I think Canucks fans have been waiting for Bo and for Tannen to finally work out. And this is the year that I think it's going to. Um, but more so just for Tannen, I think he's solidified himself as a good player on this team, and he's been a lot more
0: consistent. I don't want to trade him anymore. Well, this, yeah, this okay. I was just going to go there. And not not that you don't want to trade him, but that, I never did. That, you know, a very large portion of Canuck Nation was pro-trade Vertanen, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, well, we don't need a guy like Vertanen because we just signed Michael Ferland and, yeah. and, you know, Ferland does all the things that Vertanen can do. He's just older and more expensive. But still, like, we're, we're talking about a younger player who hasn't completely found his game yet and yeah. is still useful. So... It's nice to see him pot a few goals and get the trust of the coach a little bit early so that we can get the rest of Connect Nation back off his back and start cheering for him instead of against him.
2: He's starting to play with a lot more confidence. He, he is, and, and
0: I think... Now, we just need to see that sustained from 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 him mm-hmm. and from, from coach to let him hit a couple ruts because that's going to happen because he's still a young player and to be allowed to play out of those ruts, right? Um, because you're right, I, I think... For the long-term success of the Canucks, we need our own players to develop into useful role players. Um, And if that means he's a third-line guy who plays some elevated minutes uh, periodically on the second line, that's great. If he clearly shows that he's a second-line player who can pinch in on the first, then that's probably even better. Um, At this stage, I was thinking of a player who he sort of reminded me of, and I think right now he kind of looks like Jason Chimera did in his prime he was that super fast guy he was like a little bit of a bully he could play you physically and you know the hands weren't always there but the drive to the net was and and he would bury some goals just on effort alone Yeah. Um, so obviously I think Vertanen can be better than that Um, and the fact that we have a guy that we can think can project into you know a 15 to 20 goal scorer is you know you need those guys to go up on cup runs for sure and we're going to need a guy like Vertanen if we decide to go anywhere with this team
2: yeah, really nice to see for Tannen playing with confidence. Ted, I know you have a couple things you want to talk about with this guy. He's playing with a ton of confidence. Uh, our our second-round pick last year, uh, Hoglander. Oh, yeah. About him. He had that uh, spinorama lacrosse-style pass shot, whatever it was, especially after after that lacrosse uh, goal he had you know, just a week or two ago.
0: Yeah, man. He just little nils with the attitude, eh? Like, he's, he's skating around... Almost like a little fire hydrant, a little ball of hate. You know, you want to come hit me in the corner? Like I don't give a shit. I'm gonna throw the big elbow, right? I'm or oh, you're gonna check me behind the net? Oh, I don't give a shit. I'm gonna pass it to myself, and I'm just gonna try this old Michigan style goal. And and now he's got three guys. He's waiting around in the soup with three guys on him, and he tries that lacrosse style sort of flip, whip, flatten off your stick to go mm-hmm. top hand corner, and like just misses the handle on it. But to even you know decide and have the confidence and feel like you can do anything to try to yeah. put a move on that in a in a men's pro league, no less. Mm-hmm. Um, man, like this guy, I think he is long haired, don't care, gives zero craps about anything and he's willing to just give it a shot and go. So exciting stuff right now.
2: Crazy clip. And you know what it reminded me of? Uh, you guys, I don't have to ask this, like, but I will, uh, you guys have obviously seen like D2 Mighty Ducks, right? (laughs) Mm-hmm. Right, you know. Should we just and, wait. should we uh, pause
1: it for a second and have just like a little offset conversation <laughs> here? Where I'm going with that? Can you? And, uh, you're gonna and have a little th-
2: hints to that? I don't know if you guys are feeling what I'm gonna Kena, go there. Kenan Thompson there? Um, woo, 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 Kenny Woo. <laughs> uh, the I think he was a figure skater turned hockey player. D two, he splits the D. It definitely <laughs> reminded me of that uh, crazy play by.
1: Hey, it's Ryan from the PP One podcast on Crier Media. If you're looking for a spot to advertise your company, your brand, your cheese wheel, some beer, maybe some donuts, this is the spot. Reach out to me via DM on Twitter or Instagram at always94, and I'd be more than happy to chat with you. Worst case scenario, we just become best friends. And how awesome does that sound?
0: Kind of wish Ross would have done that. Yeah, that, that character must have been based off of Jeff Skinner. (laughs) I think his folks are figure skaters. No, or Skinner was a figure skater. Was he really? I don't know. Yeah That'd probably go a long way in a sport like that, right? (laughs) Probably.
1: What is with guys though trying all these moves now? Like I I, think it's so great. It it is great. It's just you see it's happened I mean the last two weeks have been just bonkers Disney Plus Um, (laughs) Have they it's been absolutely nuts guys are just trying stuff that I mean you tr- they're all video game moves because most <laughs> of us wouldn't even try this in like a men's league game with or just like a game of shinny with your buddies because no. quite frankly you'd look ridiculous trying it unless you were like that you know um guy that got cut you know as a 20 year old in the dub or something like that you had the skills but that's about it and you end up uh you know working at uh, the grocery market or whatever after like these guys are pulling off moves, like, in a game. This isn't practice stuff. This isn't, oh, did you see that clip from practice the other day? He had triple coverage on him, and he decided to do, like, a triple axel with his hockey stick. (laughs) And, I mean, nothing came of it. But, I mean, the kind of confidence in there, like, I'm a bit of a cocky guy, too. I stay in my lane, though. Like, I'm I'm not about to go and pull something like that, because you've seen it. I remember a long time ago, a guy like, um, you may even Braden, have you ever uh you you might remember this guy, uh, Pavel Brendel.
2: Pavel Brendel. <laughs> do you
1: remember Pavel Brendel? Pavel He doesn't, Bre- he doesn't no. remember Pavel okay, Brendel. Okay, so the D- I thought you're making a Pavel bridge So the so the D2 comment that so Pavel Brendel Pavel Brendel did the between the legs move in a game with for the Calgary Hitmen. Okay. He got roasted by his coach. Basically, I don't care how good you are, never do that in a game again. Now, that's junior hockey, and they don't like showboating. I mean, there's the other guy. They can pull it off. But basically, know your role. You're in junior. That's great. You scored it. Don't you ever try to show off like that again, or we're going to bench you because we can. Yeah, those they, days are gone. They are gone. Yeah. And But you see these guys, like Petey, obviously, he tried his little move, and the Sveshnikov goal, and the
0: Herglinder, Like, It's getting a little ridiculous, and mm-hmm. it's awesome. Yeah, I can't wait to see... I can't wait to see him in a Canuck uniform. I know he's probably going to have to spend his time in Unica, but I'm really interested to see where he fits in long term. And it's nice to see a second round draft pick do something for the frill. We haven't had a bunch of that. I mean, Wu's been up and down, and um, but you know,
1: and one more like the Chetkov goal the other
0: day, or was it last week? Yeah, another from one from the hash marks. That was because the only way he could have scored. I don't that like pumping up the Calgary Flames. So you know what?
2: Go there, this okay? is a one time only. No, 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 not on this podcast.
1: I'm just kidding. (laughs) You pull a goal like that from the hash marks. I mean, that's a move you do in tight, and he did that move with velocity from the hash marks and top shelf
0: on that. Yeah, for a tough guy to have silky mitts like that, too. It's unreal. It's funny. It's unreal.
2: I had a friend at work who's a Flames fan, and uh, he comes to work that day. He's like, "Man, so pissed. Flames lost last night." And I was like, "What? They didn't lose, man. They won." And he's like, what? No way. He's just freaking out. And then he saw all the highlights. He's like, I can't believe I turned that game off, man. Like, holy So he's a, he
1: was an actual Flames fan? He's just a Flamer. Yeah. So, yeah. When, fan, yeah, when you turn off the game because you've assumed they lost, probably not a okay. fan. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I this we're kind
2: of on the topic of prospects still. Uh, I don't really picture him as a prospect anymore because I think he's like 25 now. But Dolly Wall reported uh, that he spoke with agent Tom Diamond. And he expects there will be a conversation between the Vancouver Canucks and the Russian defender, Nikita Triamkin. And he's expecting a short conversation. Is that signs pointing to Triamkin returning to the Vancouver Canucks? That's
1: like a, a oxymoron. Short conversation with Triamkin.
0: Because <laughs> he's, he's, he's tall. <laughs> yeah, man. I I, tw- I think I tweeted it. about this at the beginning of the year. Like, could you imagine if we were skating around twin with the Myers and Trampkin oh combo? Oh my god! What oh. that would be like? I mean, they're not both overly physical guys, but just leaning on a set of players like that. And those both those guys can skate. It's not like yeah. back in the day where we used to just go and find six foot seven, six foot eight players and see what they could do. You know, just guys, finding a big country out there. No, these guys have like actual skills and can actually skate and can actually handle the puck, right? Yeah. So, um, you're right. Not a prospect anymore. He's no. he's a legit pro. I think if he was to play, you know, right now and he hadn't played a game in the NHL before, he would still be eligible up to your age 25 season as a Calder yep. candidate. Yep. But no, you're right. He's got a ton of pro experience. He's had, I think, a bit of a rough go in Russia the last little bit after being named captain. Yeah. Um, but. I think he's always Kept the Canucks Sort of at arm's reach no, for, for like sure. a second door is You know His Twitter picture Is still him In a Canucks logo He still comments On all sorts of Canucks stuff mm-hmm. He's still following the feed He has He has. Have they Well I think they have I think I think Jimbo Has kept his eyes On you know On the Russian prize mm-hmm. To speak And, and, and I, I don't know what kind of an impact player Nikita Tramkin is, but you have to, yeah, I think you think you can build on a guy like that after you see what a dude like Tyler Myers could possibly be. Maybe he could fit into a similar role like that.
2: Yeah, for me, I think I am really open to giving Nikita Tramkin one more go here in the NHL. I mean, if Ilya Kovalchuk gets another go with the Kings, and you know, he, uh, he, recently that won't just, happen. he just recently got told he's not gonna be playing, so expect him to go back to the KHL or maybe just retire. But if Kovalchuk can do it, I think Triumph and deserves one more shot here.
1: I'm gonna I'll I'll touch on that topic quickly. First of all, Ilya Kovalchuk, way more talented. I mean, if you're gonna give anybody a try one more time, he would absolutely be a guy. Yep. But here's here's a question for both of you guys. Who's going to play more games for the Vancouver Canucks? Nikita Triampkin or Nikolai Goldobin.
2: Ooh, that's tough. I think I think it might even be just be both or none. Like no, I think you're you gonna
0: pick one, you scapegoat too many answers. So let's let <laughs> so let's let's, Not right. let's, let's I put, would
1: say let's put the the number at ten games. Okay, I'm gonna say over under ten.
2: Uh, I think that Nikolai Goldobin deserves a spot on this team. The way he's being treated. I don't think he... I have a feeling feeling he might not even play another game for the Canucks. So I'm going to put my money on Nikita Trampkin. I bet you we sign him in February. uh, See how he does. And then I bet you we re-sign him after that.
0: Maui, you're up. I'm going to say that it's Goldie. Uh, I'm going to say that Goldie is going to find his way back in the lineup. He's probably going to play something like 30 more games before being traded. Trampkin comes back for a tryout. Fizzles out. Fizzles out. Okay. Um... So neither of them work out for the Canucks? I don't, I don't necessarily like that move, but I think that there's other dudes waiting in the wings over the next season or two that are going to take Goldie's spot. And I think that this decor is pretty deep right now. Um, if they don't do something stupid, like trade Stetcher, um, for there not to be the room that can expects upon his return. That's good.
2: Well, I think when he comes back, he's not going to... He, he's not going to have that star treatment like he thought he was going to have last time he came going yeah. He well, definitely knows he's going to have to earn it. Because if he couldn't the, earn that spot when we sucked, well, now he's definitely going to have to He also had
1: team. it in his contract that he couldn't get sent down to the AHL. Yeah, so now smart. it's like, do you really yeah, want to be a connect? I, you got to go
2: back that's down okay, if you say so. Like, that's okay for a Russian who can't He's going to a foreign country, who can't speak the language. I mean, I no he way! Say, hey, man, if just... you can get it worked into
0: your contract, Jimbo's, yeah, exactly. Jimbo's known for signing off on whatever
1: needs to happen to it's get like, you here, bud. Sure, yeah.
0: whatever, we'll make it happen.
2: He just probably called up Louis Erickson and was like, come on, give me some well, give me some dirt.
0: What, what do you think, Ryan? Um,
1: You know what? I'm I'm going to go with Goldie on this one, too. I, I don't want to. It's just because these are two players that, I mean, I'm not giving praise to Goldie. I'm probably closer that neither of these guys plays over ten games, but I think that once the Tramkin thing happened and went the way of the Dota bird, I think that was it. It's been a cute story that he's been kind of doing the insta game and kind of following along. Because I mean, I bet there's, I bet he's got some regrets to it, and I bet it, a uh, Diamond is his agent, so I, I'm sure there is some regret there that. That probably didn't go the way it probably should have gone, and I think there's. I mean, it's a shame because the opportunity was absolutely there. Had he waited it out a little bit more, and looking at this team, they haven't gotten rid of anybody really. So they've mm-hmm. added more than they've they've lost. So I mean, especially the Canucks, they've been signing guys to a ridiculous contracts. So if anything, somebody should have uh, translated that you need to stay around because you're about to get a deal, bud. And, you know, it didn't go that way. And unfortunately, it soured out with the wrong coach. And.
0: Uh, yeah, Willie D. Yeah,
1: speaking of which, I saw him play against real the Rockets good. last week. His team mm-hmm. was real good. They real won. good. But uh, with Goldie, I just, again, I'm on that same boat. It's just. I mean, he, he just hasn't done it, and I think everybody's got this special place in their heart for him, mm-hmm. but I mean, guess what? There's a lot of other guys that potentially are gonna be a lot better than Goldie, and yeah, I get how the trade went down with Hanson, and I mean, that's great that we've tried to make something of it, but sometimes those trades don't work out in the long run, and sometimes they do. Like, the Beartree one has, has worked out okay, and I think at the end of the day, we have gotten full value out of that trade, but now we're on to something else, and I just don't think that Goldie one overall has worked out, even though at the time it seemed like it did.
0: Yeah, I think if if anything, I'm asking for for them to just play Stetcher more. <laughs> versus have to go to Russia to find a defenseman that could come in and play those minutes. I mean, if, if, a, if a minute muncher like Stetcher can't get those minutes as a right-handed shot, then I don't. I just don't know exactly how Trampkin walks away, because he hasn't been that good in Russia the last little no. while either. What kind of player is he? I don't really know. He's probably better on the small ice than he is on the big ice. Um, but I, I don't I don't even know if the Canucks know what their top six looks like through next year.
2: So. Yeah, speaking that's exactly where I wanted to lead this, so good on you, Ted. Um, great question, uh, Ryan. That was, I agree. That was a good it was one. a phenomenal question, but um, I'm not here to pump my tires. The top six uh, still isn't fully set. And um, one thing we haven't tried, and I'm kind of surprised, honestly... With how good J.T. Miller has been at center, why haven't the Canucks tried putting Horvat with Besserson? Because
1: huh. no, you can't over you can't overload that. They're not at that point in the season where they have to put all their eggs in the basket. I think they have that on the power play, and at this point, that's where it needs to stay. If you're relying on having all of the your essential best talent on one line i think this team isn't a playoff team i think they're doomed they have to be able to have you know there has to be we'll call it depth there has to be so depth is, through four is lines. is jt
2: miller is he not capable of being a second line center in your opinion
1: i don't think he has to be i think miller for the time being will stay on that top line i mean we can't really judge last game if you know any team will go through a little bit of a slump and they have to mm-hmm. you know Put on uh, the Vitamix line blender and, you know, get something going for just the sake of getting something going. None of that's permanent. That's just to shake it up and, you know, find something that works. And, I mean, sometimes it ends up being something permanent if there's if there's chemistry there. But, you know, to see uh, Levo go in that top line, mm-hmm. that's, I mean, it's Miller's spot. It's not a long-term fix.
0: No, not, okay, not so at what,
2: all. What is the answer, you guys? How what, What's well, the solution to this top six uh, also, problem,
0: so to speak? So you said uh, you know that the top six is 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 not completely decided yet, and I think the way that it's gone probably over the last like six or seven years is that lines don't actually operate in in threesomes; they, they operate in pairs. Mm-hmm. So if you can have two solid pairs moving forward, then you can figure things out. If if the first pair is obviously Besser and Pedersen, then we need to actually figure out what that second pair is, and if that second pair is is Horvat and Miller, Horvat and Vergie, Horvat think. and Vertanen. I don't know yeah. yet which one of those things is going to be. Once we figure out who the second pair or, or duo is, then we can worry less about who's going to come up and down from those top lines to sit mm-hmm. on the winger spot yeah. versus moving up a center and taking a guy so spot. So
2: Pedersen has... No, Pedersen has his best, but Horvat doesn't have his doesn't have
0: his guy yet. So maybe, and this was the plan right from the very beginning, and this was like a fear of mine from, I think, episode one, was talking about I don't think that we have the scoring depth, and I think that's showing through a little bit yeah. right now. Um, but it's kind of that panic button thing, right? So if the original plan was for Miller... To be Bo's guy? Yeah. Maybe Miller will end up being Bo's guy. We don't yeah. we don't really know, right? So if if we solve two, solve two pairs and it's Miller and Bo and it's Pesser and Betterson <laughs> that works. <too. laughs> that works. It's, too. it's the Pester Bederson combo. <laughs> then, <you> go, <laughs> then, da, da. then it's a lot easier to just move a guy like Berchi. Looks good on that line with yeah. Bo and Miller, and maybe we throw up Levo in a pincher Maybe, mm. maybe it could even be a Godet. Like Godet. Maybe it's a Godet Bertini Maybe or it's a Berchi. And, and again, we're
1: you know we're and, kind of forgetting about. I'll let you finish yeah. up there. We're forgetting about uh, Roussel,
0: and we can get into that. No, in a exactly. Game. Yeah, R- Roussel. Okay, R- yeah, sorry, go ahead. Oh, and I st- I'm still not ruling out that this team is going to make a trade for a top six forward at some yeah. point. Um, and I think with guys getting hurt... kind of leaning that way. Yeah, I wanted them to make a trade in a good spot, and I think with guys getting hurt, I hope that they don't jump the gun and hit yeah. the panic button and make mm-hmm. a trade. Um, but I still f- see that as a thing, and, and I don't know what happens when Roussel comes back, because it's going to be pretty crowded at some point.
2: I think that... If the Canucks are truly serious about making the playoffs and being a good team, it's going to take them trading for a top six forward. And yeah. they think this is the perfect year to do it. We have the depth, we have the pieces to make a nice little package to find something that's going to work. I know last week or two weeks ago, you mentioned actually bringing in kind of a third line center, a veteran center, more of a second line center, but it drops down to the third line because of the depth there. And, uh, you know, I thought about it all week long and. As it went on, I I completely agreed with you more and more. Um, that is that is the direction I would like to see them go. Maybe around the around the trade deadline, you package something up, depending on where we're sitting at, and we we find that not just a rental player for Horvat, we find someone who's going to be there for the next, you know, for the foreseeable future.
1: I'm going to put my money on that. That doesn't have to happen until the trade deadline, because if mm-hmm. my memory serves me correct. Uh, Roussel and Bo ended up being a phenomenal pair last season. And I think, again, if that is your pair, you can keep Miller up top. Mm. Maybe he does go to that, that second line and makes yeah. that a dominant line, and then you can do whatever the heck you want on that first line. But uh, those two, the way that Roussel was able to keep up in the play, um, the way they fed it off of each other, um, I'd have to go and check uh, his ability to distribute. But my, yeah, ar- they, my
2: argument, though, is Roussel, you're talking about a career year with Roussel. You kind of gotta, you kind of gotta base that off an average too. Russell's a bottom six forward; he's not a top six forward.
1: You know what? You give him the opportunity. I think he was again. I mean, everyone was everyone
2: was pretty upset about Antoine Roussel when we signed him to that four year contract. And then now all of a sudden we're talking about him being a top six player.
1: He was injured until Christmas the first time, was he not? Or how long? No, he didn't start right away though. When he came with the Canucks, he got there, but he didn't play forever. And then he came in, played for long enough, and then got injured again. But I mean, no. I he was
2: our un- unsung hero that year, right?
0: So I will, I will agree with Brady that I don't think he's not the yeah, answer. I don't, I don't, think Antoine Roussel is. True he's not the guy. answer. I'm saying in your short term, he's going to carry.
1: He
2: could, you. Be, yeah, the, he could be that line. extra piece. He could be that third wheel. But mm-hmm. like, we're, like Ted was talking about about pairings. Right. He's not going to be that pairing we're trying to find right now. He's not the duo guy. He's okay. not the duo. But guy.
0: he's a really nice accessory on on those. I will agree with you, Brady. Yes. I don't. Maybe think, he's
2: the Burrows to them.
0: Maybe. Sorry, I, 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 I don't think that he's a top six winger. I, I do think that he's a very good third line winger who can fit in on the top six for a pitch. And although he did have a career year and was playing with a little bit of you know top six um, oomph, yeah. I guess, so to speak, that, you know, maybe it's possible that there is a, a little bit of extra chemistry there that him mm-hmm. and Bo were playing off really well. So I guess we have to see what that's all about. But you're right, Ryan. In the meantime, we get to see what that's all about. And then we don't have to make that move until the trade deadline. Like you mean, were saying, it
1: was a career year for him, but it wasn't exactly out of the norm. Like he uh, in Dallas uh, after his first season, he went 14, 13, 13, 12 for goals. 29, yeah. 25, 29, 27 for points. He did have an off year. Um, the last year he was with Dallas and then went back to 31. So the guy's averaging. No, this, he actually, he's in the you know close to 30 points. He's getting about 10 goals a season. You know, when you're reading that. That's you know, not bad. You know
2: who that kind of reminds me of? Like it's actually, you wouldn't think of it off the top of your head, but when you actually look at the stats like that, that reminds me a lot of like Sven Berchie. Sven Berchi's best season, he's had 35 yeah. points for this team. It kind of reminds me he's of never like a, 20 goals either.
0: a poor man's burrows. Yeah there
2: you go yeah um, it's nice though uh, good news for Roussel. he's practicing in the non-contact jersey uh, things are coming along nice and he's gonna be back pretty soon uh, which is gonna create you know some issues for the death we have as well but yeah nice to see Roussel in that practice jersey
1: mm-hmm and what kind of practice jersey was it
0: that's the skin the, type practice jersey it's a green practice jersey no, no. it was the black practice.
1: Was it? Oh, was it? I thought
0: he was wearing a, a green was non-contact. A green? I
1: thought I saw a skate one.
0: Uh, well, it was a skate one, but I think That's... it was a green non-contact. Um, I this, could be wrong. This the is
1: the weekend, guys. This was my, my call to arms. Saturday's game. Right, yeah. Remember? Saturday's
2: game. This will th- be it's the skate, game.
0: It's a skate jersey game. This is, this is to decide didn't, if the Canucks are going to be what they are this season. Didn't you decide also that the skate jersey game was when they were going to name Bo captain? Well, I forget. was that you. No, 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 I thought they were wearing. One of you guys said that
1: I? No, thought. we thought they were wearing. We the thought skate that, that night. they, they, they had basically teased, and everyone thought that they had added a skate game, and then oh, okay. we were wrong. So, but uh, this, this is gonna be this is the game. This is this is what we're gonna be talking about. Yep. Um, but uh, you know, when we talk about games, we, we haven't played one game, and I can't believe we let it go this long. Da, 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 da. The dudes and the guys. Dudes and guys? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I forgot. We still haven't got that sound machine yet.
2: Yeah, but you guys, welcome back, uh, dudes and guys. And as per usual, Teddy Westside will be kicking us off with his dude and guy of the week.
0: Oh. Uh, it's almost too easy if I have to go first. So obviously, my dude is Petey.
2: 100%. Uh...
0: But I'm gonna switch it up, so everybody thinks that I'm taking PD. I'm actually gonna take Goddett for this one. I think Goddett was a dude this last game. I think he played. <laughs> I think he played really well. I was really uh, happy to see him step up. He was kind of dragging guys around on his back while he was going to the net. He was playing with a lot more intensity. He got elevated minutes after the Sutter injury, and he didn't look out of place. And I think um. all he's done now is pump the tires for himself to say, "Hey, Coach, good to go. Good Always to- been good to go. Yeah. Still good to go. But let the kid play. Yeah. Good to go." Did get one more in there? Yeah,
2: awesome. Do you, have a, do you have a guy of the week, or should we just go around the horn with dudes first? Guy? Let's do that. Let's, do that. Let's go with okay. dudes. Ryan, you got a dude?
1: Uh, I am. Uh, I wrote in my notes to keep it to a minimum. Thatcher Demko is my...
2: Like, you love stealing my dudes. He's my true.
1: golden dude of the week. Yeah,
2: man. Thatcher
1: Demko, that of game last ear. night. I called in when I wrote the pregame. I said, you know, it just feels like it's going to be a Demko game. And he, he ended up getting the start. Yeah, he he did let in a couple goals which, you know, you you can't blame the guy on. But again, he made there was a the half, save. He made yeah. a handful of saves in that My game God, that pretty much cemented if, you know, we joke about if there is going to be an eventual goalie controversy and I don't want one, it's going to happen. He has proven happened. without a shadow of a doubt that that draft pick is going to be an absolute rocket of a pick. He, he's been everything mm-hmm. to that back end. Him and, him and Markstrom, like they've got each other's back, yeah. and I think it just pushes Markstrom to work a little bit harder to make sure that you know he can get that next contract, and I hope he does. Mm-hmm. I, I hope this is a bit of a tandem, and again, I don't need to go on 20 minutes on that again. But yeah, absolutely. Thatcher Demko is my dude of the
0: week.
2: Yeah, great choice, I completely agree with you. Uh, before I give you my dude of the week, I just wanna quickly say I totally agree with your choice and I was reading a statistic today, um, I believe it was off the top of my head, Thatcher Demko has the same amount of wins as Jacob Markstrom already, and he has better statistics in almost every category, and he's played like five less games. That's gotta say something, Um, you know, and I got nothing against Markstrom at all. Like, Markstrom's been great, and uh, rest in peace to his dad, he passed away on Sunday. He's obviously been you know dealing with a lot, um, but not to take away from that in in any way. Demko is showing. he's yeah. showing how well he's playing, and he he is playing less. But I, I don't think it would be. It might just be the depth, but it wouldn't be crazy if if Demko keeps going that he finds himself in Calder conversation.
1: It's possible.
2: I mean, that's a bit that's a bit of a stretch. You so you know, we'll how save you, that I mean, we'll save that for like later down I mean, the year. If he's he would have to take over the net for yeah, that to yeah. be considered. But let's. I'll just get back to my dude. Just so, so I just want to say yeah. Demko's been great, so I I think he's ready for more starts. That's why I had him as my dude of the week. And, you know, he could have a string of starts here, too, right? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's why
1: I made that proclamation. um, You both pretty
2: much stole kind of the really wanted that dude. Hey,
1: you know what? If you want to host the segment, you can have dibs whenever you want, bud.
2: Yeah, you're right. Next next week, I'm going first, okay? (laughs) But uh, the good thing, I'm just going to kind of keep it consistent here, uh, consistent, because he's been consistent. Uh, Brock Besser... Uh, you know, a couple of nice goals this week. Uh, he leads the team with eight, tied with the lead, actually. Uh, Pedersen has eight goals, uh, Ryan. Uh, so he's scoring two, and so does JT Miller. Um, sorry, who was your, your guy? Besser,
0: just your guy? No, his no dude. my dude was my oh, oh, sorry, okay.
2: yeah, my dude, Brock Besser. And uh, yeah, I'll pass it off to you, Ted. Who's your guy?
0: I think go back to back, so you get to go first on this one, Brady. Who is your guy?
2: My guy, yeah, um. Well, if I say Josh Levo, I know where that's going to no, go. No, no, no. You can say Josh Levo. No, I mean I'm not, I'm not going to. I didn't mind. I, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mind him on the top line. I, I don't think he belongs there. But um, just just in a you know what? Shirt. Someone else take this one off. Okay. Off of Tanner
1: Pearson is my guy of the week. I think thankfully he had a game that um, brought him back to relevancy. But uh, I kind of had the feeling, like a lot of people had for Sven Berchi, that uh, if Tanner Pearson didn't do something last game. It might have been his ass uh, up in the press box mm-hmm. uh, very, very soon. And, I mean, he, he's got the talent to be where he is. But mm-hmm. at the same time, I mean, he's he's gone a while since he did anything. And it was it was definitely becoming evident that he was probably next man to get benched. And I mean, I hate to say it, even before Louis right now. Mm-hmm. But uh, he ends up having a pretty monster game last night. gets a, a pretty wicked empty netter, 200-footer pretty much, mm-hmm. um, which... Uh, you know, I was almost hoping Demko was going to get a shot to maybe uh, throw him down the ice. I just have this feeling someone's going to score a goalie goal this year. But <laughs> uh, you know, Tanner Pearson would be my guy of the week. Uh, just barely hung on to even get any kind of nomination. Otherwise, I think we almost would have yeah. forgot about him.
0: Yeah, good. Good for Tanner Pearson scoring in that game. He he yeah. did have a pretty filthy dangle at the blue line there, which was probably nice even question. nicer than the goal. Yeah. Um, and I think that he was a little bit snake bitten. I mean, he came on like gangbusters at the start of the season, with just an absolute barrage of shots, and still wasn't scoring goals. So, um, I think a little bit snake bitten. He's not going to shoot that low his whole his whole time this season. But he's um, got to be better than what he is. I think even you're right though. That's a that's a good pick. If I'm going to pick a guy. I think, uh, I'll just keep going back to the well on this one, but Louis Erickson doing absolutely nothing for me. Uh, and it's hard to do nothing when you're playing eight minutes a night, and it's hard to get more than eight minutes a night when you don't do nothing. So Yeah,
2: no, he's been Louis Erickson, invisible. Louis
0: Erickson, just a guy. Just Is a he guy, even a guy? Just a guy like for a me. boy out there. Yeah, he's getting paid like a dude, but he's a guy.
2: Yeah, honestly, I don't really, surprisingly, with you know the Canucks' bad puck luck this last week, I don't really have a guy. No one really stood out as a huge sore thumb, in my opinion. Um, so, not that it's his fault, but I'm going to plant this one on Brandon Sutter for getting hurt.
0: Maybe Brandon Sutter's groin.
2: Yeah, Brandon Sutter's groin. <laughs> or maybe his uh, Pilates instructor. Uh, you know, didn't stretch him out enough for the oh, game. Oh, that's
1: right. He's, like, big into the, the Pilates, right? That's right. Yeah. Yeah, it's, so, it's obviously working for him.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's my guy of the week. Huh. Interesting. But uh, why don't we uh, finish this up, and I'm just going to kind of throw this out there. My question to you guys to wrap this up. Uh, Brock Besser, how many goals does he finish with this season?
0: What's he, right What's he at right now? What's he at right now, yeah. Eight goals. Eight goals. Eight goals. How many games anyway? 19. 19, 19 games. 32. Yeah, I think uh, I'm going to take career year by one goal. 30 goals. 30? Yeah.
2: So... Relatively safe, eh, hey guys? How about you?
0: One dollar, Bob. I'll
2: go... <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll go with, I don't know, 35. 35 goals. Yeah, Brock Bester, 35 goals. Yeah. You so guys the... uh, have any, maybe some closing statements? You I do. Yeah.
0: Actually, I've
1: been, uh, I feel that this... So Luigi's like...
2: got some closing statements. That's all right. That's all right. Did some me, <laughs> and I'm
1: wearing all green today. Um, so, so is Ted, you didn't get the memo, you just wore your Pedersen with the 40th anniversary logo on it. Yeah,
2: it's sick, you're jealous.
1: Yeah. I'm not jealous of how much yeah. you spent, that's for sure. It's no. a good looking jersey, very, very but i got a family to feed. Yeah. Um, my segment that has been nixed from day one, talking about our drinks and talking about just, just everyday stuff. Oh, yeah. I, yeah, let's I, get I, back to that. I tried, I, and I've been tweeting and, and these guys, nude vodka. You're a fan? I am. And I used to hate, I hate these sparkling water drinks. And my brother-in-law, that's all he drinks now because he's on the little keto and all that. So I'm like, all right, well, if you're offering me, I'll drink it. So I've slowly come along on these drinks. And now it seems to be what's in our fridge lately. But they just came out with, and finally released it to Kelowna, the tequila lime nude sodas. So they're not vodka. they're, They're tequila. It is basically... A good for you margarita in a can and people, it's worth it. It's like a bubbly with vodka in it then. It, or a no, tequila can, in it's, case. It's, it's a bubbly margarita. Okay. I got an idea. Why don't they go bring... down like water. Not a good thing. but
2: Why don't you bring us a six pack next week? <laughs> they <like food. laughs> you know, we'll have a couple each. Yeah, exactly. And uh, we have we'll have give you to... our our, our oh. honest opinion on it
0: ourselves. So Brady, we know that your drink of choice is obviously a can of Monster with Gronkowski <laughs> on it. yeah. My drink How do you choice find those things? is the that so Christy, my wife, just went and got from the grocery store a big old glass of classic eggnog, and I'm not talking. Oh, yeah. I'm not talking about the yellowy, oily looking eggnog. I'm talking about the creamy, thick eggnog. Oh man. And you know the the second so the the trick is that you get the glass, you put the ice in, you throw the cinnamon. After you get the cinnamon, you pour in the spiced whiskey, Yeah. you mix up the cinnamon whiskey, you dump the eggnog with authority. With authority. Spiced rum and eggnog, spiced whiskey and eggnog, both those Man, are winners.
2: That does sound like a winner. Um, eggnog sucks. <laughs> I love
0: eggnog. You know what? It's the opposite of nude You eggnog. know
1: what, we're, we're going to talk about, just quickly, we're going to talk about <laughs> what we agree and disagree with. Eggnog, everyone, newsflash. Eggnog is trash. It is a disgusting drink. no. <laughs> I'm, I'm going on my pedestal right now. This is my soapbox moment. Eggnog is absolutely disgusting. Anybody that thinks it's good is wrong, including my wife. She is wrong. It is absolutely disgusting. The person that came up with it is an idiot. Eggnog is disgusting. End rant. Okay, Dude. there you go. Eggnog is
2: wrong. There's your title. It's kind of funny, but just reminding me. I got a concussion on maybe a little bit of work. Uh, I, got <laughs> I got a little bit of an egg on my noggin today. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, that's uh, pretty much it, you guys. Episode 10 is a wrap. Yes, we are in double-digit numbers for episode. I'm your host, Braden Ursel. You can find my work at The Canuck Way, and you can also find me on Twitter at BKUrsel23.
1: I'm Ryan Hank. I write the game day previews for the Canucks Army. I am also on Twitter and Instagram and pretty much everything. Uh, At Always94, you should be able to figure out how to figure that out because, well, you'll get it wrong if you get it wrong. Um, Yeah, check me out.
0: I'll have some more rants on Eggnog. I'm Ted Wong. Twitter handle is T3. That's T-E-E-3-R-E-E. A lot of E's in that. Uh, not really doing much uh, of anything right now. Fantasy sports, real sports, hustle it both, throw a kid a follow.
2: And a great Halloween costume. Not oh, too that okay. was
1: really good. Surf's up, bud. Do you, do you want a quick moment? Like, it's episode 10. It's the brewery episode. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we, we got a couple minutes. And yeah, I made a post on
2: our, uh, the PP1 podcast on Twitter. You should check it out. Ted's quite the surfer, dude. But yeah, that's it to you guys. See you next week.
0: See you guys. Peace.